Hello everybody, welcome back and happy Valentine's Day from everyone at Expression FM. That's right, it's the 14th of February and love floats in the air in the student city of Exeter. Nonetheless, it is time for another exciting fixture at St. James Park. My name is Michael Sclover and this evening I'm joined by Reese Wallace as we anticipate a first floodlight fixture in a long time. Exeter City hosts the Flying Shrewsbury side while continuing their search for a first home victory in this calendar year. It's been almost three months since the Grecians last registered a win in front of their own fans and this unpleasant streak may well continue tonight. The Shrews are flying and have been excellent in 2023 with six consecutive victories highlighting the team's excellent form. With a 3-2 win in a tight contest against Port Vale, Steve Cotterell's men walked away with all three points continuing their search up the league table. Shrewsbury are showing the habits of a promotion winning side and maintain crucial momentum ahead of today's clash. Exeter City and Shrewsbury last men early September. The Grecians initially managed to go 2-0 up that day with goals coming through Jonathan Grounds and Piers Sweeney. The lead was however quickly extinguished before the halftime break. The Shrews then successfully completed the comeback and a stoppage time goal by Che Dunkley was all that separated the sides at the final whistle. Gary Caldwell's men are the underdogs for today's fixture too. Since we last brought you coverage of Exeter City's disappointing defeat to Charlton Athletic here at the park, the Grecians failed to rediscover their form in the following away game against Burton Albion. While entering the clash as the favourites, Gary Caldwell's men were able to dominate for the majority of the game but unfortunately the chances were not converted into goals and Exeter found themselves on the wrong side of the scoreline at full time. The Grecians were forced to accept defeat against Burton for the second time this season but nonetheless found themselves in tense position ahead of today's game. Despite the satisfactory position in the league, the fans are growing wary of home defeats. The Grecians will have to appear clinical in the final third and solid at the back to avoid defeat today. And this evening... It's great to be joined by Expression's very own station manager, Reese Wallace, for his first game this season in League One. Reese, I'm sure you're happy to be back. Oh, it's brilliant to be back in the press box at St James's Park. I mean, my last game, it's all the way back uh, when Czech Diabate scored that amazing sort of late winner against Leighton Orient. Um, brilliant moment, really. But it's, it's great being back here, especially under the lights. It's hopefully going to be an evening where people can fall in love with Exeter City at home all over again. So it's great to be back watching what should be a good game. Yeah, you're saying with people being in love. Well, they are in love as it seems because the stadium initially looked a bit empty in the first hour or so leading up to this game. But now we can see the big bank. Seems like it's packed as always and maybe even sold out just before the game commences. A great atmosphere. First floodlight game I'm commentating on this season. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been to quite a few of the floodlight games here at St. James's Park. It just sort of goes, I'm never normally around to make it to the Saturday game. So when I get my chance behind the mic, it's on a Tuesday evening or, or whenever it's going to be. And the atmosphere is always really good. I must say, though, being sort of followed all the way by a strong contingent of Shrewsbury Town fans, not the largest section, but they're making their noise, they're making their drum heard, and I think it's going to be a, an interesting battle to see if which team can get on the upper hand and which section of fans can get the upper hand as the game goes on. Certainly, and you mentioned, Reese Cheikh Diabate scoring a winner in your last game in the press box. Well, unfortunately, Cheikh Diabate is out for today. Gary Caldwell mentioned in the interview after the Burton game that Cheikh has suffered again 
the reoccurring foot injury that he's been carrying on for the majority of this campaign. But he's not the only one missing. Jamal Blackman, who appeared in the bench against Burton, is not in the squad today. And overall, there are a lot of squad changes. Me and you mentioned four people changed in the starting eleven. A very different team for today's game, Reese. A very different team, but I think you'd have to say it's, it's a team that does need a little bit of rotation around there. With the run that Exeter's currently on, no win uh, for the last two games, no win at home, as you say, for an inordinately long time and facing a flying Shrewsbury team. I think changes are the order of the day. It's going to be interesting to see how the players bed into it, though. It's always a risk when you do make those changes if you have players that are making particularly good partnerships. And I think it will be intriguing to see just how this team does line up. Because there's been some speculation around the different formations that Gary Caldwell could line up the Grecians in. And that's exactly what we're going to go on to as attention builds up on the main stand next to us. But I will run you through the squads. And Exeter City, debatably, are expected to go with the 3-4-2-1 formation or that could easily change to a 3-4-1-2. In goal, it's Gary Woods coming in for a second consecutive games. A back three of Will Ameson, Alex Hartridge and Jonathan Grounds, who scored against Shrewsbury back in September. A midfield four of Harry Kite, Kevin McDonald, Archie Collins and Josh Key. And the three up top are Joe White, Dimitri Mitchell and Jay Stansel. As I mentioned, they could line up in slightly different ways. On the bench for the Grecians, it's Jay Caprice, Jack Sparks making his way back into the squad, Rakeem Harper, Sam Nombe, Kex Chalker, James Scott and Pierce Sweeney. And uh, Shrewsbury Town, well, they haven't made any changes from their last game against Port Vale. Manager Steve Cotterill went for a 1-3-4-1-2 formation. In goal, it's Marco Morossi, a back three of Luke Leahy, Chi Dunkley and Taylor Moore. A midfield four of Jordan Shipley, Killian Phillips, Carl Winchester and Elliot Bennett. And a front three of Tom Bayliss, Christian Seedy and of course Exodus former striker Ryan Bowman who scored 32 times for the Grecians while playing for the club from 2019 to 2021. As we welcome the teams here at St James's Park and Exeter City of course will be playing in their red and white traditional home kit with... Shrewsbury Town playing also in their home kit in blue and yellow. The referee for today is Ben Speedy, assisted by Mark Derrien and Declan O'Shea. The fourth official is Daniel Flynn. Once again, players take the knee, showing that there will be no room for racism in football or in society. And the referee blows his whistle and Joe White gets us underway Shrewsbury as an interception from Shrewsbury. Ball goes into the box, it's to the edge and Shrewsbury have a chance oh, no. to open the scoreline. But he's hit the bar. Shrewsbury with an incredible opportunity to open the scoreline in front of their own fans at the St. James Road end. But the opportunity goes wasted yeah. and uh, Shipley, I think it was, I oh, know Bayless, Bayless making the run through the middle, receiving the ball and with his left foot into the into the bar nothing Gary Woods could have done that a great opportunity goes missing for, Shef, uh, for Shrewsbury but Exeter City with a very very lucky escape here you have to say they've been very lucky as they've lost the ball again now and Shrewsbury have the chance to push forward not too much coming from it right now but uh, Shrewsbury should have scored it should be 1-0 to the away side they should be on their way to making it 7 in a row um, 
Exeter giving it away far too cheaply and then just not picking up their men. Bayliss running from deep, running from the edge of the penalty area, picking it up on the centre spot after a looping ball. As, as Mitchell skills out his man and brought down on the edge of the box. Mitchell appealing for a foul, but referee Ben Speedy stays quiet. Back to that episode, I think Jonathan Grounds losing out in possession, caught out very easily on the left-hand side, very sloppy, and then the cross coming in from Bennett eventually lays off to Bayliss, who misses a sitter in front of goal. He's he's got to score that. You might be able to have heard it on the the commentary there. I'm going, oh, he's got to score. And he doesn't. He's struck it into the bar. Anything, anything lower than that, Gary Woods. There's, there's no chance for the keeper if he gets it on target. Really, in that situation, you've got to suggest uh, it's, it's a chance gone begging for ex, uh, for the Shrewsbury rather. It's back with McDonald. McDonald has loads of space in the middle. It does go to one. White on the edge of the box will have a chance to shoot. White still with the ball. Ball fired towards goal and saved quite comfortably by Marco Morosi. But a third shot on target registered for Gary Caldwell's men tonight. Yeah, it's a well-worked attacking move there. You've got to say, again, through some of the key moments of that build-up, there wasn't enough movement off the ball for my liking from Exeter, but they've worked their opportunity. Um, it's a, a good effort there from sort of Joe White, as he maybe could have taken it first time and taken the keeper by surprise, but he worked it quite well, got his space. Maybe should have done better with the, the angling of it. It was very easily saved by Marco Morosi. And Kite looks for White. White turns around. It's now with McDonald. McDonald is on the edge of the box and a shot is far towards goal. And Marco Morossi comes up with an incredible save to deny McDonald from the edge of the box. What a great shot it is from Kevin McDonald on his first start for the Grecians. It's fired into the top corner and Marco Morossi reacts and saves. And I think it might be a throw in for the Grecians, maybe a corner. It went somewhere close to the corner flag. It is a corner for the Grecians, the first set piece of the game for the home side but what a great save from Morossi indeed to deny McDonald you have to say I was, I was just saying it would be good for Exeter if the midfield can get into the match and as soon as Kevin McDonald gets that the crowd urging him to shoot he does so cutting onto his right foot flying save both feet off the ground from Morossi well deflected round for a corner but a very promising free kick effort here for Shrewsbury uh, I think Woods will want his wall completely under his uh, sort of purview as Bennett lines up or maybe it'll be Shipley yeah it is Shipley and Bennett standing over this free kick four men in the wall for the Grecians and it looks like Bennett will be the one to take it it's over the wall and just so close from Shrewsbury Town just over the bar I think it was or maybe why it's quite hard to see from our angle but it was a very very good free kick from Shrewsbury and I don't think Gary Woods could have kept that out had it gone into the top corner no you have to say if that's on target uh, Gary Woods isn't keeping that out. This has gone sort of half a foot outside the angle of post and bar from Bennett. Perfectly hit with the right foot as Shrewsbury have this next chance to attack, really. They've taken it right off here, down into that far corner. It's Phillips. Phillips, he now the cross Bennett. comes into the box. Key will try and clear it, but it's a poor clearance. And a chance now for Shipley to get the ball back into the middle. It's laid off to Bayless, and Bayless laying it off back. The ball now with Leahy, and a cross comes into the middle with a left foot. It's to the other side, and now a chance to fire a shot towards goal from Sadie. But it's wide. Another chance goes begging for Shrewsbury. Exeter really need to get tighter at the back. 
It's looking promising for Shrewsbury and certainly not for the Grecians. Yeah, all of that starting there as uh, McDonald gets the ball robbed from him there by Phillips on a brilliant run from midfield. That central midfielder there for Shrewsbury winning the ball, getting deep into that sort of right wingers section of the pitch if you can envisage it. Uh, then the cross comes in from Bennett which wasn't dealt with well, went all the way through. It, it was a close one there and Sadie will be kicking himself that he doesn't get that shot on target. Once you're in that position, what, 10, 12 yards out on his favoured foot with most of the goal to aim at, you'll be thinking you should really be scoring from there. Shrewsbury on the offensive here as they get Sadie into the box on this left-hand side, just coming out now. The bouncing ball plays it through towards Leahy who fouls Josh Key, referee playing under the advantage here as Collins breaks over the halfway line. It could be a chance for the Grecians because Collins is now getting Mitchell in the box. Mitchell is going to go for this job with his left foot. Goes wide of the right-hand side of the post. Referee playing very well to get the advantage in favour of the Grecians. The ball thread through to Archie Collins, who speeds up the play. And, of course, Mitchell making that run through the left-hand side. Archie Collins activating the wing-back. And Mitchell probably could have done better with that shot. Yeah, you've got to say, it was very well done up, up until the finish from uh, sort of every team on the park except Shrewsbury, including the officiating team. It's a brilliant advantage played by Ben Speedy. I, I think some Exeter fans and some of the players certainly calling for a, a card in, in retrospect as well, but I think a very good advantage played given the, the quality of that chance. Mitchell will feel he should have done better. As the referee blows the half-time whistle, and at the break, it's Exeter City nil, Shrewsbury Town nil. Promising first half for both sides, chances at both ends. What do you make of the first 45, Reese? Well, it was a, a fairly even first half in, in terms of clear-cut opportunities until those last five minutes or so, which saw Shrewsbury really pushing a little bit further. Exeter will be happy to not have conceded a goal against this high-flying visiting side, but I think they will be a bit disappointed that they haven't been able to make the most of some of their chances, especially that Dimitri Mitchell strike, which I really feel should have been on target from the left winger. Other than that, nothing much to trouble the two goalkeepers. A stunning save from Marco Morosi from a shot by Kevin McDonald in this first half but aside from that it's nil-nil probably a fair score Shrewsbury they've missed a guilt-edged opportunity let's hope for their sake it doesn't come back to haunt them certainly and the big talking point before this first half was the squad full changes coming in a new formation chosen by Gary Caldwell seems to be working alright so far Reese. yeah this, this really does seem to be working quite well for Exeter it's a, a solid defensive shape. Again, I mentioned in the game, maybe not the, the greatest bit of attacking threat, but that will come as the players develop into the match. Um, Harry Kites looked like a, a bit of a revelation at right back, to be brutally honest. I think he's looked like he fits in in that back four. Uh, Jonathan Grounds, maybe perhaps less adept being in that left full-back position rather than the left-sided centre-back, but still holding his weight very well, and they're both being supported by Mitchell and by Key ahead of them. So, certainly, we'll see what Gary Caldwell can come up with in the second half. He's got Sparks, Harper, Nombi, Chalky, Capri, Scott and Sweeney on the bench to perhaps change the game, but certainly options for Shrewsbury as well. But for now, that's all we have time for in this first half. We'll take a break and, and see you all in the second back at St. James Park for the second half. Exeter City will now be kicking towards the St. James Road end, which is quite heavily attended by the Shrewsbury fans. And Shrewsbury, of course, will be kicking towards the packed-out Big Bank in the second half. No changes at half-time, Reese. Similar story, really, so far. 
Yeah, no change to the half-time. Exeter still lining up in there. Some variation of a four and a four and two ones. Uh, Shrewsbury still in there, three, five, two. It will be interesting to see if Shrewsbury can get their wing-backs further forward in this second half. They were pinned back quite defensively in the first half. And I think it will be a key to Shrewsbury's attacking emphasis in this game if they can get their wide players further forward. For Exeter, they've got to split that midfield triangle of Phillips, Winchester and Bayless. If they can disrupt that, then they can get in behind and attack that back three directly. It's now with Grounds. Comes back to White, who's dropping very deep now, almost on the same line with his fullbacks and centre-backs. Comes back to Kai, and now White gets involved in midfield, advancing through the middle, and Joski will have a chance to make the move. Key, advancing through the middle, Joski still with the ball. Key, offloads to Stano, comes across and over the bar. What a break. Great turn of pace from Josh Key. He just sort of engaged the afterburners and was able to side his way through that Shrewsbury Town midfield. Uh, he lays it off to Collins, who gets his cross blocked spectacularly by the captain, I think, Leahy. Um, it will be a corner now to Exeter, and you'll hope they can make the most of it. But that's a, a big chance for the home side. And uh, goals should also become a massive priority for the Grecians because... I'm not going to love saying that, but at the moment, this is, what, the fifth half that Exeter haven't scored in, which is not ideal. Since that goal from Demiruti Mitchell against Charlton in the first 45, there's been a full half against Charlton and a full game against Burton and the first half today as well, where Exeter have gone without a goal. And uh, we're on the 72 minutes mark now in this game, and still no goal. Yes, and a corner. It's not Archie Collins, and it's certainly not Joe White. It's Josh Key with a ball. Goes into the middle as it headed towards goal by Alex Hartridge and a great save by Morossi. The attack will continue, though. It's with Archie Collins now, which is Josh Key. Point blank header indeed from Alex Hartridge. And a great save from Mark Morossi to keep Shrewsbury in the game at the score. Nil-nil. The attack is alive indeed. As Jay Stansville eventually loses out. And Wood's a corner, actually. Jay Stansville with a last-second tackle, activating the noise levels at the Big Bang once again. The stadium really is alive. But what a chance that was. I think the best one of the game for the Grecians. I, I think you might have to say best one of the game, full stop, really. Alex Hartridge, header inside the six-yard box, angling it down. Morossi makes an amazing save, you have to say. Uh, his, his arm comes down, blocks it away. In comes the corner now from Key. Far, far worse this time. Far, far worse. But the, you, the decibel level has definitely gone up here. It's now with Grounds. Grounds through the middle to Key. Key under pressure. Offloads to Alex Hartridge. It's back with Grounds. Exeter really, really the better team in those last couple of minutes. It's now with Archie Collins. It's with Kite. Wide to Keith. Oh, Keith with a very play. clever back heel. And now Stansel into the middle. Beats his man. Stansel still in the box. Cross into the middle. But side netting. The ball goes to the wrong side of the post. A great flick initially from Josh Key, But an opportunity wasted by Stansel. Who tried and squeezed through. And maybe get the ball into the middle for Nombe and Scott. Wasted from number nine. Yeah, I think Stansfield was, was working his way through there potentially hoping for a little bit of contact from one of the Shrewsbury players none forthcoming he did really well up until that last sort of strike drinking left and right but just takes a bit of a touch too much as he goes to release the ball and it runs out of play after he sort of has to take an off balance strike Shrewsbury now coming forward as there's three minutes left of normal time on the clock 
It's now with Collins. Collins with a great switch of play. Jacob Reese receives on the far side. Surely a cross now from the fullback. Jacob Reese against his man. Offloads back to Archie Collins. Collins on the edge of the box. Archie oh, Collins tried to play in Rakeem Harbin. Miscommunication up front for the Grecians. But great time tackle from Harry Kite and he wins a three kick. Yeah, I mean that miscommunication between Collins and Harper. Um, hopefully it doesn't prove costly because there could have been a nice chance coming from it. Both players just moving in different directions really. But then as uh, Phillips goes through to try and win a tackle, he ends up planting one on Archie Collins who it looked like it was sore referee sees it referee gives it free kick at what about 30 yards out this is almost written now two minutes to go in stoppage time could this be a moment to break the heart of the away fans it's right in front of the St. James Road end for Archie Collins to whip it in right footed ball goes into the middle and a header from Sweeney goes over the bar must admit that that looked very close from where we were here uh, it's just gone over the angle of post and bar a much better delivery from Archie Collins this time than it was on the last free kick as Collins win the header and Nombre will have a chance to run in behind Nombre receives maybe another chance now for the Grecians Caprice now on the overlap Nombre instead opts for Kite Kite beats his man balls goes to Nombre maybe across into the middle it's a cross goal but Marco Morossi claims and is going to take his time now Grecians on the interception on the front foot in the final minutes not getting the goal but much more active in the last 10 minutes could be disappointed not to have had a goal in there I think yeah they will be quite disappointed if they don't come out of this with a goal but it's looking ever more likely that they won't uh, a great work greatly worked move there from Nombe who picks up the ball what 40 yards out from goal works it all the way down and ends up on the byline fantastic play from Exeter's number 10 but just can't provide the cross into the hands of Marco Morosi there is a deathly silence coming over most of the fans here everyone realising that we are now over the 7 minutes Um, we don't know how long is left to play realistically because there were substitutions happening and there were free kicks times for bookings so we're close to that final whistle both sets of fans know that if anything is to happen it needs to happen now but both sides equally know that it could happen against their side there isn't much cheering there's a lot of nervous anticipation from roaring to an absolutely deathly silence at St James Park but the silence is broken with the referee's final whistle Ben Speedy making notice that the game has ended at St James Park and it has ended Exeter City nil, Shrewsbury Town nil. First of all, Shrewsbury Town's six-game winning streak has ended. It's ended in a draw. And Grecians breaking their two-game streak of losses against Burton Charlton, a point that most fans probably would have taken ahead of this game. I know our deputy station manager, Tom Pichillo, and all of our panel at the Grecian cast was not optimistic at all ahead of this game. But a draw at St James Park against a very strong Shrewsbury side who is above Exeter in the table. Yes, I think you're right. If you'd offered Exeter fans this result at the start of the match, certainly a draw, they would have said, yeah, probably we'll take this. But I think the manner in which this game has unravelled, I must admit to being surprised that a goal wasn't scored over this 90 minutes or sort of 99 minutes really, because there are eight minutes in the second half and one of stoppage in the first. It's like being back at the World Cup, except a lot colder. Uh, Both teams had a decent game, just couldn't finish their dinner. And you know what? No one's going home particularly sad on this this Tuesday night. 
but those Shrewsbury fans will have a lot longer to ponder that phenomenal miss from Bayless in the first half and a couple of other moments that you think could really have steered the course of this game. Exeter will, of course, also have moments to recall, and specifically I'm thinking about that header from Archie, uh, from Alex Hartridge after the delivery from Joski. I think Marco Morossi should be proud of himself after that save. So chances from both sides, really, as we see the big bank emptying pretty quickly with everyone probably out to enjoy their St. Valentine's Day here in the heart of Devon. But... A nil-nil draw next up for Exeter City is, of course, an away fixture against Port Vale and will be back at St James Park on the 25th of February to bring you coverage of Exeter City's home clash against a struggling Cambridge United side. But for now, Exeter's still waiting for that win at home, unfortunately. Still no win since that 3-2 against Peterborough. In search, of an, in search for next game. Yeah, that elusive win, uh, that elusive home win as well, still evading Gary Caldwell, still evading Exeter City in 2023. I think overall probably a fair result, though on the balance of this game. Exeter, certainly the better team in the second half, but Shrewsbury did have the lion's share of opportunities in the first half. Man of the match for me would have to have been Josh Key, a lot of good play in my opinion. I must admit to being surprised that Dimitri Mitchell had to be substituted. And I think from a Shrewsbury perspective, their entire attitude of play did change after Moore was forced off with an injury. Maybe it changed for the better, but they just couldn't quite get that goal at the end of it. Certainly, uh, man of the match, Joski is a good shot. I thought he had a really good game after coming back. I'm going to opt for someone different. I'm going to say Harry Kite. I thought he was good in that midfield, really building on that performance against Burton and uh, playing in different positions throughout this game as the tactic continuously switched. And we'll probably see all of them starting next week against Port Vale, hopefully with some of the returning players as well from the injuries. But for now, that's all we have time for here at St. James Park. Thank you all very much for joining us and have a great night ahead of you.